Welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the podcast where everything is magic cool. Today is August 1st, equal to Leo 10th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and hit the subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. August 1st, 1914 is the date the German Empire declares war on the Russian Empire at the opening of World War I. The Swiss Army mobilizes because of World War I. But in the magical wonderland of Fabella, a chunk of metal impervious to magic was discovered. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Leo 10th, 5914, FY, Fabella year, equal to August 1st, 1914 AD, Earth year. In New Cadmium, former miner and pioneer dwarf Robert Blackwell is in the remote woods of his property when he happens upon an unusual sight, a massive boulder with a strange rusty luster. He notices it doesn't seem like a rock that he's seen before, and he picks up a small stone and taps the rock, and it makes a sound like a bell. Blackwell immediately recognizes the rock for what it really is, a giant hunk of therite, a rare kind of rock from which iron ore for the precious metal called taros can be smelted. Taros steel is the only substance in Fabella able to actually block magic. Blackwell realizes that a rock of this size is extremely rare and valuable. He's just struck gold. Knowing that plenty of people, including the Empire, will want possession of this rock, Blackwell keeps the discovery a secret. But he can't leave it where he found it. He has to get the rock to a safe place where it can be protected. That will be no easy feat. He doesn't even know how much it weighs at the time. But it's so heavy, he knows he can't move it easily. A determined Blackwell devises a scheme to get the rock to his home three quarters of a mile away before anyone learns of his remarkable discovery. So, he immediately gets to work. First, he levers the giant rock into a homemade cart, fashioned out of trees from the surrounding woods. Then comes the hard part. To actually move the crude cart towards his property, to do this, Blackwell employs a device called a capstan, consisting of a post 
sunken into the ground and attached to a cable, which in turn is harnessed to his horse. As the horse circles the post, it slowly winds up the cable, and the cart inches forward. He's able to get it moving, albeit very, very slowly. On really good days, it would move maybe 12 or 15 feet in the whole day. By doing so, he carves deep tracks in the damp earth. Finally, after three back-breaking months, Blackwell transports the giant rock to his own property. Now, he's ready to turn his find into a money-making opportunity. To protect his anonymity, he sells the products under an assumed identity through a third-party supplier, who in turn sells the raw material to local blacksmiths. Locals are skeptical at first, but once his products, including weapons and armor, start appearing on store shelves, it creates a buying frenzy. But as Blackwell enjoys the fruits of his labor, the Bloodborne Empire has plans of their own. When news of products made of Taros steel appear, Imperial officials are ordered to seize every last bit of it and find the supplier. Blackwell is sold out by his accomplices. On the morning of Sagittarius 23rd, a deadly squad of 20 Imperial soldiers arrive on Blackwell's property. Blackwell surrenders to the army, but they're not interested in taking him prisoner and execute him along with all the members of his family. Because this senseless slaughter was performed by the imperial government, there's no need to keep it a secret. The soldiers face zero repercussions for their crimes, and everyone knows what happened, because the Empire proudly announces the incident to the masses as a warning to anyone else looking to hide rare and valuable materials from the Empire. They will take whatever they want, and they will kill you without mercy. That's going to do it for us today. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley with music by Garrett Ferris and Audioblocks. Books are available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.